0: Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding.
1: Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch.
0: Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 229 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth.
1: And I'm Carly.
0: And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's been going on in our own lives. Carly, you have had a very exciting life the last week. Uh, We missed you the last episode. How have you been and where have you been?
1: Yes, uh, it's been a whirlwind of two weeks. Uh, I'm just getting through my luggage. I got back late last night. It was amazing. I started in Walt Disney World went on the icon of the seas then went back to Walt Disney World then the Disney fantasy for our Pixar Day at sea and ended with Mardi Gras at Universal um, so yeah. nothing
0: might nothing just, major you know just uh,
1: minimal travels it's yeah so funny uh, you know, in this industry, like you'll go weeks and there's nothing going on. And then it always is like, everything happens at the same time and you definitely don't want to miss out on things. And so it's- it's When it rains, it pours. Yes, exactly. So we're going to get into Icon in the news in the queue,
0: because I'm so up
1: about it. Uh, definitely wanted to chat a little bit before we talk about Mardi Gras, since we both experienced mm-hmm. it. This is my first time sailing the Disney Fantasy, and my yes. first time sailing uh, Pixar Day at Sea.
0: And I, I know you had your mom with you. And uh, yes. was that her first uh, Disney cruise? Yeah,
1: so she's been on probably like 15 cruises. She used to do it a lot, like when uh-huh. we were growing up, both family and just with her husband. She loved it. We had so much fun. I have to say, it's just it's so refreshing to go on a I've been on most of the major lines. Disney's my favorite. Obviously, I love Disney, but Mm -hmm. there's just so much to do outside of just like eating and drinking Mm -hmm. that I was concerned. This is my first time going on a week Disney cruise. I've Mm -hmm. done the three and fours. So I was like, am I gonna get bored? We did stuff nonstop and and it wasn't just eating, you know, we we're, yeah. were going to animation classes.
0: They have we a had... lot of great activities. I yes. think that's one of the hidden gems of the Disney, you know, you talk about the the slides or the animated artwork, but it's all the little activities. Do they still do no napkin folding? Yes, classes? they did. I
1: walked past one that. One of my
0: favorite things. Oh my right. God. Never yeah, thought no, I would was, enjoy that fa- folding so napkins much,
1: class. So much to do. And it was like, I feel like a, my biggest takeaway from this was, a week is the sweet spot for a Disney cruise. Three or four days just is not enough.
0: I, I really feel like just by day three or four, you're just getting settled in. You're just getting relaxed and feeling at home. And it's those you know, last two or three days where you really get to vacation. Uh, exactly. You know,
1: Exactly. And we barely, like, obviously we spent the whole day at Castaway. Because mm. it's Castaway. But the other ports, we barely even got off the ship. And still even then, like I didn't do all the things that I wanted to do because there's just so much. I have to say the food on the Disney Fantasy, i love loved the food on the Dream and the Wish. Mm-hmm. It was Some of the best meals I've ever had, like pure. Mm-hmm. Like, better than anywhere Disney World, Disneyland. It was just so good and everyone was so friendly. It, it was the first time I ended a cruise and I didn't want to get off.
0: Did so. you do any specialty restaurants or just yes. the rotation? Yeah.
1: So we did Palo, dinner and brunch uh yes but i will say some of our main dining room meals were just as good as paulo i'm not even joking so that was like that was a big surprise and just goes to show how much the quality is and obviously disney cruises are more expensive than some of the cheaper ones out there but i really think you get what you pay for yeah and I know people that don't really care about food. So they just want to go and lay at the pool and drink whatever. And that's totally fine. Everyone has vacation styles, but if you want to go and see Broadway shows. I will say if, if
0: your number one activity on a cruise is drinking alcohol, Disney might not be right for you because right. there are no drink packages, and that right. can, that can add up. <laughs>
1: oh, definitely, I don't even want to look at what ours was, even though we didn't really drink. I, I get like seasick if I drink too much on cruises, so just I just have like some happy hours, some piano bar drinks, mm-hmm. but. It is just, there's so much to do. And the Pixar Day at mm-hmm. Sea brought on like-
0: Yeah, what, what was some of your favorite uh, activities that they yes. added on? So
1: there's an exclusive Toy Story breakfast, the Woody Hey Howdy mm-hmm. breakfast that you can only get on these Pixar sailings. That was amazing. There was exclusive Pixar meet and greets with characters. Ooh. And the one that had never been done before, but started on our cruise was Rex from Toy Story. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. So that was one of the ones, most of the characters you could just show up to, but I will say like Remy, I got there an hour early. Like people yeah. go all out on these. Absolutely. Obviously uh, Rex was one of the ones you could book in advance and I booked it in the app like 30 days in advance. So <laughs> it was just, it was so good. Uh, yes. It, it's my, it solidified that I, what I already knew. I love Disney cruises.
0: Yeah. Uh, well I'm am, I'm am very jealous I am off uh, next week I will not be here because I will be on a cruise uh, I will not be on Disney but I will be on one of Disney's competitors uh, MSC yes. uh, they are really making a play for the Central Florida market got a lot of uh, I got a new ship going out of Port Canaveral and I'll be doing four days in their yacht club um, yes. been invited uh, to check that out so I'm looking forward to that and uh, I'll fill you in. Um, but I guarantee I will not be meeting any Pixar characters <laughs> <laughs> on M S C. Well,
1: Mardi Gras, but I missed. I you.
0: I did Mar. I missed you at Mardi Gras. I was at Mardi Gras last night, and I have some thoughts, uh, which we will get to. But I am glad that we ran into each other at Magic Kingdom on the closing night for Country Bears. Uh, neither of us, or did you get to see Country Bears? Uh, I did no, not get to see I, it that night yeah. because. They cut the line off at nine, um, but I'm glad I, I I just missed getting in the line, and I'm glad I did, because uh, pretty much no one who got in the line after eight o'clock got to see the show. the The show went yeah. down hard, and never came back up, and people got walked out through the theater and got some posters and sent home. Um, so some the folks who, who were trying for that last show were got ended up uh, disappointed. Um, yeah.
1: Yes, but it was amazing to idea. see the love
0: for the bears. Yes,
1: it was a good vibe in the park that and night. I don't have the patience for Magic Kingdom it, for a long time, and for waiting.
0: Like I will say, even though that it was, you know, not an ideal situation, uh, it did not seem as tense as closing night at Splash. Uh, that right. that got a little ugly, uh, and I didn't I didn't see any no fist fights at least. Um, so. I think uh, one last thing before we uh, jump. In. Oh, I'm sorry, I for- totally forgot one last thing that I did this week. Uh, in uh, on top of um, <laughs> on top of Country Bears, on top of um, everything else going on, we had MegaCon come to yes! uh, Orlando oh this week. I only spent one afternoon there. Um, I went the first day. It used to be the Thursday opening day. It was nice and quiet and. I felt totally overwhelmed. Uh, it felt to me like the last time I went to uh, the Star Wars celebration in terms of just the volume of people. Um, it was very intense. Uh, I, I did a few hours and I had to kind of nope out. Um, it was incredible guests, uh, reunions I mean, from Back to the Future, was, from yeah. Star Wars, from, um, you know, uh, I got to meet uh, with our publisher, Matt, John Rhys Davies, Sala from the Indiana Jones films, and Gimli the Dwarf from uh, Lord of the Rings. He did a surprise appearance at Planet Hollywood that we were tipped off about, and we've got video of that up on our YouTube channel. So I wanted to make sure that folks go over and check that out, as well as the rest of our coverage from Megacon. Um, And honestly, you're better off watching it from uh, the videos and not being there in person, because it was a lot. Uh, It 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 was a lot.
1: (laughs) insane star power. It was like Comic-Con level, so I'm not surprised at all, you know? Yes,
0: but uh, just, you know, the the, the number of people all trying to fit into one small place, it was very, uh, if, you, if you suffer from, uh, you know, claustrophobia, agoraphobia, any kind of phobia, it was <laughs> not, yeah, not a, not a good time. I, but, I,
1: on a note of Megacon last <laughs> night, my mother and I flew home. Uh, I ditched her. I was not a good child. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to go to the American Lounge and get like my free drink and cheese cube. And she's like, oh, I'm going to just go to On the Border and Terminal B she texts me she's like oh i'm having drinks next to me is cast member some entourage and to the left <gasps> of me is uh the illustrator of the goosebumps cover so she's like sending me selfies yeah. and drinks and it was like all the MegaCon people
0: that's okay if yeah that that is the secret if you want to meet celebrities yes. without waiting a long line just book a flight out of orlando sunday airport yeah. sunday night after MegaCon. That's her that's It was so right funny. There. Um before we launch into the news in the queue, uh we have a very special announcement. Uh we recently had an online contest on our social media uh to win a popcorn bucket. I can show a the Figment Beautiful. popcorn bucket. Uh this this is mine, but we gave one away. <clears throat> And uh, we want to wish a hearty congratulations to the winner, drumroll please, Ooh. Robert Stieg. Uh, Robert Stieg, uh, we'll be getting in contact with you. Uh, I believe we uh, have you through threads, and uh, you are the winner of the Figment Popcorn Bucket. And so, congratulations!
1: More, too. Yes, 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 there
0: was a whole package, uh, and uh, so. Keep uh, following us on social media for more giveaways in the future. And congratulations to Robert. And now, without any further ado, let's jump right into the news in the queue. Well, we teased it at the top. Carly got to take an amazing trip on the brand new Royal Caribbean icon of the seas. The new world's biggest cruise ship has officially hit the waters. Uh, she was among our uh, the very first guests. And it sounds like you had an amazing time. So yeah. I am just going to kind of let you take it away and I'll jump in with some questions. But... Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, I have been on the Wonder of the Seas, which was the biggest ship for a hot minute until they came out with one bigger. So uh, what makes this new world's biggest ship plus what makes it special?
1: Yes, very similar to Wonder. I also really enjoyed the Wonder. The icon is big. You know, it's 20 decks. The capacity of passengers is around 7,600. I think they said on our sailing, it was around 4,500,
0: which is... Oh, so half capacity was is the way to go. Uh, I don't yeah. think it'll ever be at half capacity. Again. Mm-hmm. From what I hear, it's pretty much sold out for the rest of the year.
1: And that's kind of what everyone was talking about. Even, you know, all those like multi-story family suites with the slides mm-hmm. through it, all sold out through the year. I had a great time. You know, it's it's kind of one of those places where it's impossible to be bored, Uh, This is, you know, a little different than Disney where, you know, the, it's a little quieter nightlife. This, like the Royal Promenade, which you're familiar with is kind of the main central hub. They really kind of plussed it and improved upon what they've done in the past. It's wider, it's bigger. The venues are kind of open air. So like you're kind of drawn in as opposed Mm -hmm. to like You have to be awkward and open a door and look in to see if like what's the vibe like in here. Like you get pulled in. There's a new piano bar. There's a Latin bar returning. It's just a really fun space, and that is definitely where we spent like each of our three nights because you could just hop from spot to spot. You know, a lot of familiar concepts like Sorrento's Pizza is there, but they made it bigger and better. So really, I mean, 4,500 is still a great deal of people, and it honestly never felt busy and when I mean like never busy like at all like Mm. never waited for an elevator Uh, I was really really like one of the biggest takeaways was how much space there was to sit and I know that sounds silly but it's not if you've been on a cruise and you maybe like took a little bit longer to get ready and you go to like get a spot and there's nothing for you and you're like what do I do the lounge space like just on the pool deck's there were so many lounge chairs, lounge little there, There's nothing
0: worse than getting out there at 7 a.m. and finding that every single chair has been claimed.
1: I have never seen, like, I will be, I literally saw thousands upon thousands of lounge chairs. I would, would love to hear if anyone, like, had issues getting ones on this last cruise, but I don't think so because I had several friends on it, and I feel like they would have mentioned that. There was so much lounge space, and it's not even there. It's, like, throughout the entire ship, there's little mm-hmm. alcoves, like, really good spots if you wanna like take a book and read, or if you you have like a family with you and you're like wanna sit and play games. So many places to just chill, which I Mm -hmm. thought was really a great use of space. And you know, for me, it's like, I can't stand when I can't get a spot. (laughs)
0: Something that I thought was interesting was, uh, you know, Royal Caribbean has built up the water park on their private island to the mm-hmm. point where it's it's a major water park that you right. know could compete with an Aquatica or something. But they've now doubled down by putting Thrill Island on, and you know, a lot of cruise ships have one or two uh water slides but this is like a whole water park on top yes. of uh how did you think it measured up to uh See,
1: i loved it it felt like a water park i've never okay. felt like i was on a water park in a on a cruise ship mm-hmm. this is really self-contained the way they designed it with an entrance way, you know? And so you really feel like I'm entering into a water park. The slides were great. I love the drop slide. The family raft rides are really good. They have one of those suspended raft slides and it's a glass wall that goes up over the ocean. Oh,
0: like the, the wall that you go yes. up? Oh yep. you know, yeah. Those are of, always scary. It's
1: scary because you're over the ocean. <laughs> 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 um, but it felt like a water park. It was, it was great. We spent a whole morning there. I did a lot of, uh, some GoPro videos for attractions that Matt mm-hmm. put up already. So if you want to see the slides in action, uh, just good solid slides. Well, the GoPro
0: and- video that I really want to see, I'm not sure is it, if it's part of Thrill Island or it's the uh, is it the Crown Walk? It's the Crown's Edge.
1: Yeah, the yeah. Crown's
0: Edge, uh, which is like kind of a ropes course with a zip line out over the edge. Did you end up doing that?
1: Yes, I did it twice. <laughs> oh,
0: wow! Yeah, that's the footage I want to see.
1: Right. So, unfortunately, they have a very strict GoPro policy. So,
0: they, yeah, they did the same thing to me on the zip line that they have on the Wonder. I can't yeah,
1: get permission to, so, uh, to wear
0: that. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it does have a built-in camera, but unfortunately, it wasn't working since it was a preview. But they got a good photo of me and sent it. So oh, I'm great. happy I have that so I can prove it. It was. I don't get scared, so I feel... I was like, oh, I wasn't scared. They're like, do you want to do it again? I'm like, I'll do it again. But I can definitely see how it would be scary because it was Uh, quite... I did it in the evening, and it was quite windy. And when you're walking out over the ocean, literally, it's very tiny, small X's that you have to get your bearing to go on before you get to the plank, (sighs) which will... Which they like kind of tease you and there's an operator and it's just like they kind of toy with you and you don't know when. the When it's exactly going to
0: drop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, lovely.
1: Yeah. But I think <laughs> I I could see it being really scary. I just feel like I'm not a good gauge for it. Because right. I'm just like, you, oh.
0: you just have nerves of steel. Well, yeah. let's talk about some of the less uh, nerve wracking, the more chill things. Uh, I like the looks of this hideaway where you've got um, an adults only area with these day beds out in the middle of the water and the infinity pool. Uh, That looks more my speed.
1: Yeah. So this was an adults only area, new concept for Royal and it's the first suspended infinity pool at sea. And it was perfect views. It was really great when we were sailing, but also just as fun when we were parked in port and the day beds were fun. We actually like, just stumbled upon it one afternoon it was hard to do it all in three days you know we didn't really sit anywhere for more than like 10 minutes but i'm like i just gotta say i sat in the day (laughs) bed once we did get to hang out in the day bed and that is connected to its own private cocktail bar and i will say it was one of the coolest vibes on the ship it was just like this really nice tropical lounge tons of seating couches a bar you could sit at and it was like one of those places where I could totally see people spending every single day there on their cruise because the vibe was really good and the drinks were really good
0: this uh this setup reminds me of a smaller version of the uh pool day club that they have at circa in downtown las vegas uh, yes. except instead of a giant video screen showing sports there's the ocean and exactly. i know which one i'd rather look at
1: yeah and I, I think in my story i said it's like a mixture of a Vegas Day Club Mm. and like a Miami Miami. Day Club, yeah, um, Yeah. but it's much chiller, you know, you're not getting the vibes of that. Mm. There's music, but it's not like too bumping. So it's if you want that kind of club feel without being too much
0: nice nice um, and then uh, eventually you got to sleep right uh, I'm sure you didn't spend too much time sleeping but the guest rooms uh, they look really nice they're not too loud they got a little color but they're not you know too flashy and they have what I always need more of which is USB outlets
1: you turned every corner there was a USB varying versions chargers <laughs> I have never seen so many charging ports. Which is amazing because you need it. You need your Kindle, you need your watch, you need your phone, and, your laptop. Not and a problem.
0: I made the mistake once of bringing an extension cord uh, or like a, a power strip because there's never enough. Uh, power outlets for all your things. Right. I, I brought a power strip once and it was like, oh yeah, we're confiscating this. Uh, yeah. You can't do that on, on a ship. So yeah. it's great that they are uh, providing those USB plugs because yeah. we and, all need to plug in our jag- gadgets.
1: Storage, there were so mm. many, like they just really use the space really well. And there are like hidden corner storage using shelves everywhere there was one in the bathroom. And it really was, it was just me and another adult but i was actually able to like unpack my things like my oh. toiletries and put it in the shelf so i didn't feel like i was living out of my suitcase, suitcase. which is usually my style on mm-hmm. a cruise because there's no room but there were so many pockets and shelves and little pull out drawers and like you could just unpack and for a week long cruise you're going to need to do that and it's not difficult to get ready or find your toothbrush or toothpaste because there's so many little spots that you can keep mm. yourself organized.
0: The The part of your description that amazed me the most is that the shower is big enough to have a bench seat yes. in it. That's a big deal. Usually shower, those are like capsules that yes. you're just like trying to keep your arms to your side because you can't reach your arms up no. to do your hair right. without bumping yeah. your elbows.
1: I mean, you're tall, so that, that <laughs> might not be a good gauge. Yeah. But yeah. the shower was so spacious and the water pressure was excellent like it was like truly a great shower which you know you don't usually say at sea but it really was
0: so uh something that's a little bit controversial that you uh ended up actually liking is the new elevator style which they call destination elevators where you have to use a, a touch pad to pick what floor you're going to ahead of time and then once you're in the elevator there's no buttons to press um, I experienced this at, uh, uh, Disney's, uh, Paradise Pier, which is now the Pixar Place Hotel, which we'll be talking about in just mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, I've had very mixed results when I've, uh, experienced these kind of elevators. So how did they work out for you?
1: I mean, I, I didn't know a lot of people weren't familiar with the concept because they use them in a lot of hotels, a lot of commercial office buildings. Mm-hmm. Like when I lived in New York city, like billion years ago, they were there, On the cruise, I mean, it could just be my experience. There was never confusion. Every single time was fine, which I was like really trying to gauge to see if people were going to get confused. And we took that elevator a million times across the three days because you're not taking the stairs on (laughs) the ship. I mean, we did sometimes, but you're not taking the stairs to go 20 decks and whatnot. Um, But it was totally fine. I'm curious to see how it'll work on a normal sailing. Mm. So we'll see. But when I went on the Disney, I kept, forgetting to push the button once I got inside because uh, I was so used to it. So used
0: to it. Yeah. Well, if you are uh, confused about how exactly these work, we actually have a video uh, up on our uh, Cruise News YouTube channel for yeah. how Icon of the Seas elevators work. So go yeah. check I that out.
1: Was the model. I made her do all the things <laughs> um, so you could see how it works. There were so many elevators though. So it did, was a little bit like, okay, there's a, they're all lettered. So, like it would pop up the letter of where you have to go to, J. And then you're like, okay, where's J? Run over. But there wasn't an issue with making it in time.
0: So, uh, this we are literally less than 20% of the way through your report here. Uh, It is an amazing detailed look. Uh, Go on attractionsmagazine.com to read the whole thing. But I just want to hit on a couple of the highlights. Um, The the Central Park area uh, looks. Really upgraded, bigger, more luxe with yeah. some new uh, food options along the way. Um, speaking of food, they've got this new food hall at the Aquadome uh, that looks uh, great. Yes. A lot I have of different to say, options.
1: That was my favorite thing of the entire trip. It, I mean, it's so simple, it's just little booths that you go up to, but there was mm-hmm. a Mediterranean place that had the chicken shawarma they were carving back there. That was the place that we went and eat like every single day for lunch because it was so good. And I can't believe that it's included.
0: The shawarma stand uh, at the on the Disney cruise ships near the pool is my favorite quick service on yeah. Disney. So oh, good to see someone so good, else picking yeah. up on that. Um, the Surfside family uh, neighborhood, they kind of transformed the boardwalk concept um, and uh, have a whole area dedicated uh, to young kids.
1: Yes. Uh, still has a carousel up- though, right? Yes, it has a cute little carousel, has some new food options. There's a Mommy and Me bar, which was really cool because it had very, like, thought out mocktails, which is really nice to see that it's not just like a Shirley Temple. Mm-hmm. So good for kids or anyone who doesn't want to drink alcohol. There was a kid-centric buffet open for lunch oh. and dinner called Surfside Eatery. And it was so funny. We went there, like, two times because it was just so – there was Dinosaur Nuggets, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just so fun. And I, you know, there were a ton of adults going to it. Mm-hmm. And I just love that they had that option. There was a make your own Sunday bar. And it's like, it's a totally a concentric buffet, but it was quality, you know.
0: That's awesome. Um, I would love to see this stage production that they have of the classic film, The Wizard of Oz. Because uh, I have never seen a 16 piece live orchestra in a cruise ship show, much I mean, less the scale of, of sets and flying effects that they have, um, really impressive.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. The talent was there, as I expected, and just the production level. I mean, it's it's like a Broadway level show yeah.
0: how no i mean I, I watched video of this and it looked better than the last touring company of wicked that i saw come through
1: you know that's how i felt about the shows on <laughs> on disney on royal i mean it is better it's like yeah. Broadway yeah. level yeah
0: yeah uh lots of live music uh quality live music all throughout the show over 50 live musicians on the ship uh that yeah. is a lot yeah. um uh, and... was
1: what i i love like live entertainment so much i just want to be at a piano bar I wanted. I don't want to just sit and drink in silence. You know, I want to like have a show. We went to that piano bar every single night. It was so good. The people were so talented. I just love it. If you're a live music fan, this is the ship for you. You can mm. just bounce from venue to venue. Uh,
0: some other new firsts. Uh, they've got their first ever swim up bar, um, and uh, you have a ton of videos. Pictures, oh, wow. uh, more information. It is, it is like I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and there is still more. So, uh, please head on over to uh, Cruise News Weekly, or just go to attractionsmagazine.com, and it will pull up uh, a great write-up with all of these combined. Uh, there's also some room tours of these loft rooms, uh, these suites that uh, none of us will ever afford to stay in because you basically have to. Um, you can have a nice new car, or you can have a week in one of these uh, suites. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I did try to visit some of them, but because of uh, 4,500 people on it during the open house hours, yeah. It was- chaotic that like you couldn't even get a picture in there so i went in i wanted to see the slide in the multi-level family family the
0: family and the ultimate family townhouse townhouse.
1: so i went in there but i mean there were so many people i wasn't able it was the same same way
0: on the wonder you couldn't get any clean shot so um but we've got uh we've got publicity videos here um to check out
1: my sister did go down the slide and it was very Ah. fast she shot out at the end Oh,
0: I hope she's okay.
1: Yes. One other thing I have to mention, which was really cool. Several decks are connected via a slide if you don't want to take the stairs, which I thought was really A fun.
0: dry slide.
1: Dry slides. Yes. Yeah, okay. so like you can get between one of the pool decks on a dry slide. You can go from Central Park to Surfside on another dry slide. And it's like, if there's any chance I can get to another level on a slide, I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, they should have fireman's poles like the Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> Well, uh the, there's just there's so much more about this ship. Uh, Carly did an amazing job covering this for us. So please head to attractionsmagazine.com for all of the details.
1: Yes. Sorry, uh, a lot of words, and thank you to Matt for we I literally met him at the Grand Floridian because I had so much footage. I'm like, I cannot make a Dropbox for V Trans. Right. I, I know
0: it's just overwhelmed, you know, too many, so too he many organized gigamites.
1: all of it and thankfully he Knows the ship just as well as me, so I didn't have to like write captions on any images or video. He knew it all, so
0: that's awesome. It's a
1: lot. I will say, if you were going, I watched about three to four hours of YouTube videos to study mm. the layout, and that really helped me. So, if you were going on this, don't wait the day or two to figure out where you're going. Study in advance, which sounds silly, but it really made things a gotta lot do some easier. homework
0: to yeah. uh take the advantage of, of everything that ship has absolutely. To Well, uh, next up, we have three pieces of Universal news. We're going to start out on the West Coast. Uh, It's hard to believe, but February 17th is going to mark the one-year anniversary of Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Florida. I was and
1: shocked. I cannot th- believe it's been a It's year. gone
0: so fast. Um, and they are already uh, celebrating by adding an all-new Power Up Cafe. And they've got a special release golden power-up band available. Um, all to celebrate the one-year anniversary. Um, I'm a big fan of what they've done uh, with the Super Nintendo properties. And I cannot wait to see what comes to Epic Universe, which oh. we will be talking about just a little bit. Um, But if you are as excited uh, about this, um, stop by, Uh, they're actually, they've been in soft open from my understanding, but uh, officially February 15th will be the grand opening of the new Power Up Cafe. Uh, This is coming to the New York streets on the upper lot. It used to be a candy shop. Um, And this is going to be another opportunity to get uh, Super Mario themed snacks and beverages without having to get a virtual line reservation at toadstool cafe downstairs yes. which is almost impossible to get into
1: definitely um, and I, I will say i'm really excited about this because this is the closest we're getting to food that looks like tokyo
0: Yes, Doesn't,
1: i'm not tokyo sorry it's osaka but japan you know yes. you know all the parks there have like mm-hmm. really kawaii foods yeah the foods that i'm seeing from the soft previews oh it's like exactly what i want
0: yeah um erica eric, uh, eric O, oh, our correspondent out there uh Gave a thumbs up to some of the items that he got to try. Though he did mention that uh, they are charging top dollar for this. Uh, You know, these drinks, I, you know, I remember when uh, Butterbeer first came out and it was like four bucks and now it's like uh, eight something a cup. And uh, these Super Nintendo prices uh, are even (laughs) pricier than that. Um, But you can bet there will be a long line uh, for getting these. The only thing I want to know is what happens to Uh, there were performers who were in the windows right above here who would uh, shout at people down below. Um, and I want to know if they'll still be up there because that was one of my favorite little uh, street atmosphere things. things.
1: It's so good. Uh, but yes, but at least I will say Toadstool, it's so hard to get in. I've been a bunch. Mm-hmm. I have had some of the best theme park meals it, last excellent, year. Excellent,
0: excellent food. Oh, it's just uh, you got to get a reservation, then you got to wait in a very long line to order your food once they finally let you in the line. It's a production. And then <laughs> – and then they seat you and then you have to wait for your food to come. And it, it's never seen like the most efficient way of doing it to me. But hopefully that will be improved uh, when Epic comes along. You know uh, what?
1: It's a park that didn't have a functioning mobile app until like yesterday. No. Yeah. So, right. Right. So how far they have come. using <laughs> technology true, yeah. With Super Nintendo World. I'm like. I got to give it to them. They're really pushing yep. through and they really made some leaps. So
0: yes, we should be happy that they're not still using cuneiform and abacuses to uh, yes. take their orders. <laughs> so um, if you want to celebrate also starting on February 17th, a commemorative special release golden Power Up band is available for purchase. Uh, and you can pick that up and activate it to play with all of the power-up punch games yes. inside the land, which Fun. is really, you know, everyone talks about the Mario Kart ride. I am more about defeating Bowser Jr.
1: Oh, it is, it is the best part of that land is all those challenges.
0: Yep, and there will be even more of those uh, when Super Nintendo World comes to Florida, and we will be talking about that real soon um so it's one year for super nintendo world but believe it or not it is 60 years wow. for the universal studios tour uh that launched the uh universal hollywood theme park um it's a, a, amazing to think that the uh the glamour trams uh which were originally designed by bob ger yep. um have been uh going around now since uh 1964
1: yeah, this is a great piece. I love deep diving into history of theme park mm-hmm. attractions, and this is one of the most fascinating things. I think Blake wrote this. He did a yes. really good job of uh, just going. I actually, over think all
0: the uh, Dave Parfit. Oh, I'm sorry, is Dave. Yes, behind sorry, this Dave, one, yes. and he did. You are right. A great deep dive vintage photos um, history of all of the attractions that have come and gone going back yes. to the runaway train you
1: have to see the parting of the seas like so there was <laughs> a, a special effect they used to make it look like you were, the tram was going through water yep. there's a great picture in this story about it there's also mm-hmm. videos on YouTube you have to look it up I wish I can go back in time and yeah because it looks wild
0: um, so if uh, <laughs> the rolling boulders uh, those didn't last too too long because they used to jump out of the track and hit the (laughs) hit the uh tram occasionally and of course uh the famous jaws attack uh scene with the carrot tooth jaws from the early years um there's just such great history uh and all of it uh all the way up to the modern day with jupiter's claim from nope and uh maybe what's beyond um who knows what's going to happen especially once the fast and furious roller coaster opens up, I don't think we need that Fast and the Furious uh, tunnel, so maybe we'll oh, get a man, new I'm ending so to the. Oh, man, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you want more information about the studio tour, of course, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel can help you book a trip out to Hollywood or just relive it virtually by heading to attractionsmagazine.com and reading this great article that Dave put together. Yes. And wrapping up our Universal discussion on the East Coast, uh, Universal Orlando debuted uh, Mardi Gras on February 3rd. But the day before, February 2nd, they opened the new Tribute Store, which I think is the real star of this year's Mardi Gras. Um, oh, Mardi-,
1: yes.
0: Mardi Gras International Flavors of Carnival um, running now uh, through April 7th. Um, And, you know, they've expanded in recent years beyond just the New Orleans Mardi Gras to celebrate uh, Carnival all around the world um, with uh, lots of food options kind of going for that Epcot market. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got the live concerts um, with some big names this year, but. Uh having spent the night the, the evening there, what really blew me away was this tribute store, which is more like a walkthrough dark ride. Uh it's yeah. got a very pirate you can tell the people behind it are big fans of Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion, uh, because um you have incredible design. Uh you've got pepper's ghost effects, mm-hmm. um, you've got black light effects, a really cool
1: lighting, which is what oh, I love. amazing,
0: yeah. amazing lighting. Um And uh, just incidentally, lots of Mardi Gras merchandise to buy. So you, oh, can, God, you can definitely so go through in... there, not buy anything and, and uh, enjoy just walking through it. Uh, but, uh, you know, speaking of going for that Epcot market, they are not content to let Epcot have all the cool popcorn buckets anymore because we've got a really adorable King Gator popcorn bucket available for $30 this year
1: yes so apparently this is not available yet is what i know i you know i've
0: need... seen the pictures but i looked for it and could not find yeah. it someone
1: yesterday. told me that i think like february 13th i don't remember oh, okay. but i know i covered every inch of the park and i did not see it anywhere and yeah I me neither see
0: it, so um now the other of course uh mardi gras all co- it's all about the parade right um oh, so and this good. year there is a big big change to the parade uh you know we always have new floats this year they're based on the elements the sun the moon um but the change that i don't hear anyone talking about it, that We're is they've first. reversed the direction yeah. and as someone who worked that parade uh who used to be a supervisor that for parade back in the late 90s there's a reason why we've been doing it the direction we were doing it for so long, which is because it is much, much harder for the King Gator float to make left-hand turns than it is to make yeah. right-hand turns. All of the floats are really difficult to navigate, but we learned many years ago that left-hand turns are a lot harder to make, you know, at least for people who drive in the United States, than right-hand turns. Uh, And why they flipped it around, I noticed that the parade uh, last night when I went stepped off five minutes late and ended up ending after the park had already scheduled to close. And usually you want that to end right before park closing. So something got off.
1: Yes. So for science, I heard about the change so okay. i decided to camp out in front of louis where which is the hardest left turn
0: yes have
1: to make absolutely
0: to yeah well so, that that and at the very uh end of the or what is now the end of the route right at the front of the park that's super sharp left yeah. turns that's the other really hard one yep. so
1: the, the floats stopped there every single time mm-hmm. they were trying to yep. navigate, which was like cool for me because I got to really look at yeah, the
0: flow. Get, you get good shots. Yeah, but, uh, as not far great as the pacing. flow and
1: stuff goes, I'm like, I don't know why they, they and, changed
0: this. And it, obviously, this change has not yet been well communicated to everyone because I literally watched the parade uh, crowd control staff. I was standing at the um, annual pass holder uh, mm-hmm. area, which is right uh, Mels. at Mel's, uh, right where they step off at of the esoteric gate. Um, They literally set up the rope on one side, then took it down and set it on the opposite side, then took it down and put it back because they kept arguing about which direction the the parade was going. Um, So, yeah, left hand and right hand have never had a conversation. And I guarantee that whoever decided that the float or float uh, route should be reversed has never worked a Parade shift. Uh, they've never actually been there walking alongside the floats yeah. when they're trying to make that turn.
1: The only thing my mind goes to is does it help with the flow of guests for the concerts going on at the same time? That, you know,
0: that's that's the only thing that I, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, we used to kick off the concert as the parade was passing by the stage, and that never worked out really well uh, because uh, you get this huge. Shift of people moving and it would it would make a mess. Um, so I'm I'm haven't been there. Uh, I was not there for the concert kickoff night on Saturday, uh, but from what I saw on Sunday, uh, it's, it's still a work in progress.
1: Yeah, it was. It, I mean, Walker. I was there Saturday for Walker Hayes. I didn't see yeah. for the concert because it was. Very, very busy, mm-hmm. very popular. That's what I heard. It was, it was it was, crazy. I got out of there after the parade. I was also, my feet had failed me. <laughs> I was a shell, but I got to hang out with Michael Bingham. Thank you for hanging out with me. That's awesome. Yes, I did. I started in Louis, and then I ran over to the annual pass holder area. Mm-hmm. Also a great spot. Uh, but I just like to be towards the start of the parade usually. So that yeah. is why I relocated to Louis.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the way the, the spot that I posted myself for uh, the uh, pass holder spot would have been a perfect angle if they had been going the old direction. Uh, right. Instead, I actually realized that the way they're turning, it makes so much distance. The float is so much further away now from uh, the, the annual pass holder area at the start of the parade. I just left and came back at the end and caught the end of the parade, it was going back into the gate. And that was a better review from there. But absolutely, uh,
1: the distance was so great that I noticed beads weren't really coming. No, in I didn't get a, a single,
0: I didn't get a single bead yeah. on the first pass. I had to wait. And
1: that was end. like my biggest, like, Hmm, because yep. I love catching the beads. I think I got yep. like three beads because it was just that distant. You saw people flicking it. It just wasn't. going.
0: Yep. <laughs> so I've actually got to go into my book right now uh, and uh, rewrite my <laughs> section on oh, no. uh, how the Mardi Gras parade, goes and where the best spots to stand are. <laughs>
1: yes. But I yep. will say I did try a few bites. I'm not sure if you were able to try anything.
0: Oh, but... I ate my way around oh. uh as intensely as I could before the parade started and I I found some good stuff this year. Me what did you like?
1: Too. Okay, so the chicken schnitzel which is returning this year. Okay. I loved it last year. Excellent. It is so good. The crust on it is good. The meat inside was so good. Amazing. The jambalaya, which was in sausage and chicken, amazing. and Shrimp gumbo is
0: also really good.
1: Yes. I didn't get to try that, but I heard a lot of people talking. And then in China, there's a new Szechuan cold noodle salad.
0: I saw that. That looked tasty. Oh
1: my God. It was, you know, it's it's marketed as spicy. This was, I have a high tolerance for spice. My lip and mouth was on fire for a half hour, which I was glad because nothing is ever spicy in the theme park.
0: So I did see online, I'm in a Facebook group for uh, people with dietary restrictions mm-hmm. at Universal. And uh, you can request that that be made, uh, one without nuts, uh, yep. if you're not allergic. And you can also ask them to make it less spicy because they apparently put extra spice on at the end and you can ask for that to be left
1: yeah, out. Yeah, it was the spiciest thing easily I've had in a theme park and like the spiciest thing I've had in a while. But wow. it was also really flavorful. Like mm. it, was, it was a get again and the portion was massive uh good good portion size with the jambalaya too and even the schnitzel you know that was the only three things i tried all day because it was just it was large pieces
0: my favorite things that i tried uh the shrimp gumbo is always good the fried green tomato po' boy is back um i felt like the portion of fried green tomatoes on it was a little smaller but it the the bread was really good the flavor was really good um uh, they have a, if you like octopus, they have a uh, octopus salad in Spain Ooh. that uh, really tender. Sometimes octopus can be I super octopus, chewy. Yeah. This was cooked perfectly tender. Um, and um, they have uh, in Thailand, a green curry with chicken uh, that was a huge portion for the price. Mm-hmm. I was really, I thought that um, this year, especially if you are an annual pass holder and you get one of those uh, gift cards oh, and you are. combine that with the annual pass holder discount. I thought that things were really good price for, uh, you know, value for the portions. I had just done the seven seas uh, food festival at SeaWorld uh, this weekend also. And if you don't have a tasting card there, it's insanely overpriced. Like, $11 for a piece of corn that long, you know, yeah. um, and I, no, thought, I thought that the yeah. Universal's Mardi Gras food was was a pretty good value. The only thing that I did not enjoy was uh, in Mexico over by Cafe La Bamba. They have, and I'm going to mispronounce it, uh, chicales verdes. Uh, it's chilequiles. Basically- Ques, Thank you. Um, so they're basically just nacho chips with, uh, cheese and shredded chicken and green salsa. And I like all those ingredients, but literally like the chips were cold and soggy and the, uh, chicken was lukewarm and it did not gel for me at all. Yeah. That's the only thing I'd pass on.
1: I, mean, that's the problem with chiliquila If it's not good, it's like really not good. Cause yeah. it just tastes like you made the nachos, uh, yeah, the the prices were really surprising, especially like I just popped into Festival of the Arts yesterday for like an mm. hour cuz I wanted to pick up an art piece and some of those dishes now a lot are getting up mm-hmm. to that 10 dollar range, which we used to we used well to
0: above even. Two, yeah.
1: And now there's like quite a few around 10 yep. and above. I mean yep. The Mexico, I didn't even, won't even try anything from there because if you get like the two drinks and the two entrees, it's like $80. Uh, don't
0: And talk to me about Italy. I, I don't even yeah. go near Italy. <laughs> um, well, if you are interested in the array of culinary and entertainment adventures available at this year's Mardi Gras celebration, you can head on over to UniversalOrlando.com and the Iron Mouse Fan Travel will be happy to help you plan your trip. Uh, and hopefully your feet won't fail you the way Carlos did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, my feet uh, lasted me for two weeks, so I, do I know well. <laughs> it's
0: I a mean, you Your feet need a rest; they deserve it. Yes. Uh, well, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, out west at the Disneyland Resort, there is a brand new hotel that is an old hotel uh pixar place <laughs> pixar place hotel has finally had its open it's, its bits and pieces have been being made over uh it was going on the last time i stayed there which was almost two years ago right. um it, it seems like it, had, it took forever but it is done and i gotta say now that they've had their grand opening it turned out way better than I expected. This is definitely the yeah. biggest, most comprehensive makeover this hotel has had. And it's gone through a lot of changes over the years. Um, and if you didn't know it was just built as an ordinary corporate hotel back in the, the 80s, um, you would think that this was a real Disney hotel uh, from the uh, colorful lobby with big Pixar images behind the front counters um, to... Uh, you know the luxo jr on the iconic pixar ball right in the middle of the atrium uh lots of color lots of character it looks like a lot of fun
1: yes i am too i'm super like pleasantly surprised you know we've been following it through and it was like ah, i don't know how i feel about the slow transition and now that i officially made the switch over it really looks amazing
0: yeah and I, it...
1: I, I, I don't know they did so much great detail the artwork i saw on the main sliding door that opens up it's like monster's ink and then Yes, oh, I love colors.
0: I love this here uh this little there's lots of little details yeah. um from from embedded uh images silhouettes of different uh Pixar characters in the ground to the front doors uh you know there's there's this kind of Mondrian style uh mm-hmm. artistic scheme and with the different colored squares and I love how uh you've got Mike and Sully on the front doors when the when the doors are um closed uh mike is yellow and they're far apart but when they doors open up mike and sully come together and uh sully turns green um
1: uh, which so is really
0: cute. cute um the thing that really amazed me is there are exclusive characters at this hotel and i don't know that we have this anywhere else at uh, on Disneyland property. You, this is the only place where uh, you can meet Joel Gardner from soul who plays jazz in the lobby. And this interacts- is
1: shocking in a time with like cutbacks and entertainment. Exactly.
0: And so you can meet Joe uh, in the mm-hmm. lobby, or if you hang out by the pool, you can meet Bing Bong, Bing Bong. and boy, they're going to have to, um, I don't know, check wristbands or, or card yeah. keys. Cause uh, I, I want to go meet Bing Bong and I, I, i don't have a reservation i can get my i have my disney vacation club points at this hotel and still can't get a, a reservation <laughs> you're, uh, you're
1: sneaky you could uh you could find a yeah way. i'm gonna have
0: to go in through the laundry chute maybe
1: yeah.
0: that's <laughs> i wonder it's
1: great i mean like pool it really deck. looks mm-hmm. awesome
0: yeah they've redone the whole pool deck with a finding nemo theme there's got, they still have the big uh slide which is the tallest i'm uh, um, the the Not necessarily from the longest slide uh, at Disneyland. I think the one at Disneyland Hotel is probably a little longer. Mm -hmm. But this one, because it's up on the pool deck, when you get to the top here, you have a really great view uh, out over the resort. Um, And uh, if you don't want to get wet, but you still want to have some fun, they have a, a shuffleboard themed to La Luna and a beanbag toss themed to Bow. Um, plus these great fire pits um, uh, with the, uh... Theme to different Pixar characters yeah. who have fire coming out of their heads.
1: I love it. It looks and like a really great super, place to just relax. Yeah. Super popular. You know, the one at Disneyland hotel by Trader mm-hmm. Sam's is always like a nice little nook that people love to kind of just hang out in. Yep. But what I'm excited for is not ready yet, but it's the little quick service place, mm-hmm. small bites. Cause they're mm-hmm. going to have pizza bagels.
0: <laughs> yes. They're opening this one up in March and they are doing, as you said, uh kind of upscale cheese and pepperoni pizza bagels. Along with uh, seasonal fruit um, and a non alcoholic limoncello float. Uh, I hope there's also an alcoholic option on that.
1: Yeah, a, a limoncello. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <a> lemon. <laughs>
0: um, and then going into the guest room. So these guest rooms, when this was Paradise Pier, uh, they had a vague kind of seashore theme that was a little grandma. It, it, it was a little pastel, a little dated. It was like grandma's beach house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this is uh, feels more clean, more modern. Uh, you've got a mix of some uh, carpet and these, uh, I, I assume it's not real hardwood. It's probably the hardwood style tile um but you've got nice uh lighting accents with a mural behind the headboard featuring different Pixar characters uh and of course i, I love this pillow uh theme yes, to the I Pixar it. and and it wouldn't be complete without everyone gets a luxo junior lamp on the desk oh my god uh, i think that's awesome
1: yeah these rooms do look really nice they came out great it's giving me like pop century vibes but pixar and maybe a little bit nicer I don't know, it's yes. hard to sell pictures yeah, see. I
0: do. I, I do feel well, it is definitely pricer, pricier than Pop Century, yeah. um, though it is still the cheapest of the three uh, Disneyland hotels. Um, and uh, they also uh, have a new dining option. Dining has always been very limited at this hotel. Um, now we've got, in addition to that Small Bites uh, that's going to be opening up in March, they have uh, the Sketchpad Cafe for Grab and Go in the lobby. Uh, but where I am interested in eating is great maple. Uh, this is a Southern California chain, uh, that specializes in comfort food with a twist and their specialty is, uh, maple bacon donuts and chicken and waffles. So sounds good to me. Um, and finally, uh, you know, you do not necessarily get the same benefits staying at a Disneyland hotel as you would staying in a Walt Disney World hotel. But you do get some benefits. And a big one for staying at this hotel is there is an exclusive entrance into California Adventure right across the street, only for guests of this particular hotel. Uh, and that can definitely save you some time in the morning. It oh, gets you right into the back side of the, of the hotel. You get to bypass so close. Like, totally... the front gate.
1: It's like 40 steps, I would say. You yeah. just cross that street and it's right there. I mean, that is really
0: cool. It, yeah, it's, you know, for a, a long time, it was really hard to recommend this hotel because you're paying to be on site, but you're a longer walk from the front gates than all of the site hotels on Harbor Boulevard. But as soon right. as they added this direct entrance into DCA, um, it is a lifesaver. It's great in the morning. It's even better at night when you you've finished mm-hmm. World of Color and everyone is fighting to go out the front entrance or go out through um, the Grand Californian and you can just head out and be back in your hotel room 10 minutes after World of Color yes. ends. It's worth it for that. Absolutely, um, yeah. And we might see uh, some special activities Uh, Inside the hotel or exclusive to uh, hotel guests for Pixar Fest, which is coming back for the first time since 2018. That's going to be happening in the parks April 26th through August 4th of this year.
1: Yes, I love Pixar Fest. There's so many good yummy eats and whatnot. So it's a good time to plan.
0: So if you want to plan your uh, trip to the Pixar Place Hotel, head to Disneyland.Disney.Go.com. Or better yet, head to M-E-I-N Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, and one last stop out in the Disneyland area. And I am kicking myself that I am going out to California two days after this event happens. Um, our, uh, our producer here, Jeff DePolly, is putting together uh, an event called uh, A Haunted Mansion Tribute called welcome foolish mortals and this is going to be an immersive evening in the ghostly retreat which is an incredible haunted mansion themed airbnb
1: oh, it's uh, so just cool a few remember. miles
0: from disneyland
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: and you will be able to be immersed in this uh, this haunted mansion environment and talk with some of the people who made the haunted mansion including former Imagineer Tania Norris. She worked on the original haunted mansion and designed the iconic purple wallpaper that we all know oh, so well. God.
1: Wild. Yeah. I mean, this just sounds like such a great event and even better. The proceeds go to St. Jude's, which is one of the most amazing charities. So if I could go, yes. this, I would.
0: Yes. Uh, this, this event is going to benefit St. Jude's children research hospital, uh, doing really great work. And, uh, in addition to, uh, Tania, there is also going to be Joe Lanciero, who uh, is with Zeitgeist, but he's a former Imagineer. I just recently did an interview with him. Fascinating guy. He led the design team for Mystic Manor in Hong Kong, which is a spiritual successor to the Haunted Mansion. Uh, But that's not all. You'll also get to meet animatronics master Garner Holt, who is the man behind the animatronics of Haunted Mansion Holiday, along with many other rides. Um, and uh, you're also going to meet uh, Kirk Thatcher, uh, who directed the Muppet Haunted Mansion movie, which uh, the best new Muppet thing to come out I, in many I years.
1: I like once a month. It is one of the best. <laughs> so good.
0: And finally, uh, Disney illustrator Rick Law will be there. Uh, it is an amazing lineup. And uh, even if they did not have all of these incredible talents, they are talking about the haunted mansion. It would be worth going to this, because other than uh, spending six hundred ninety something dollars a night to stay, that's the only way that you can get access to the ghostly retreat, which is this Airbnb seven miles away from Disneyland, uh, put together by Jeff uh, Scheiflinbine, and uh, he's a Uh, Haunted Mansion super fan who created this one-of-a-kind house. It's a full house, kitchen, living room, game room, dining room, you name it, all completely impeccably themed to the Haunted Mansion. Uh, It'd be worth doing this event just to get inside this place.
1: And get some pics, yeah. I mean, it looks spectacular.
0: Yeah. So um, this is happening on Sunday, February 25th, uh, end of this month at 1 p.m., Course, it's happening just two days after I'm in California. Darn it! Can't uh, do it all. <laughs> tickets are limited, so you want to go right now to tinyurl.com/slash mansion reunion um, to get your tickets. Um, admission includes access to the ghostly retreat, an original print of haunted mansion artwork inspired by a Disney illustrator made especially for this event. And a chance to meet the special guests and get them to autograph the artwork. Uh, it sounds like an incredible time. Um, congratulations to our producer, Jeff, for putting this together. Very and nice. very jealous of anyone who gets to attend this. Uh, I hope maybe Jeff will uh, record some of the uh, discussions and maybe get us a report afterwards. Because I can't wait to hear yeah, what was discussed. All right, that is going to bring us to the end of our news in the queue. Before we get into this week's main attraction, and thank you for bearing with us between Icon and the Seas, all the news. We are right now at our one hour mark, and we still got a lot to talk about. Um, So uh, thank you for holding on for this very special extended edition. And thank you for supporting our sponsors who are going to hear a quick word from right now. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! all right for this week's main attraction universal has released a huge amount of information about epic universe their new theme park opening in 2025 and those of you who follow us have probably heard most of this information over the past couple of years as uh we and our friends bioreconstructs and alicia stella have uh, brought you lots of rumors now those rumors have been confirmed. Uh, we've got detail on Celestial Park, which is the original hub that is going to make up the center of this park. And we have final names for the four themed lands that are going to surround it. Uh, I know <laughs> you and I you know, th- none of this came as a surprise, but I have been hearing left and right from people who are not deeply plugged into Theme Park World, who this was their first real introduction to Epic Universe. And people are talking. People are very excited.
1: I am very excited. And even if we knew it, I mean, it's it's so hard to live off of speculation, even if you know <laughs> it's true with permits, it really becomes real once yep. they make that announcement.
0: Un- as, as we say here in Orlando unbelievably real and (laughs) uh here is the rundown of what is confirmed coming to epic universe Uh, as we mentioned celestial park is the name for the central hub the name of the other lands that are coming are how to train your dragon isle of burke the wizarding world of harry potter ministry of magic Dark Universe and Super Nintendo World. Uh, this is the 750 acre site um, that is going to open sometime in 2025. Previously, they were saying summer 2025. Now they're just saying 2025. Yes. So hopefully that means-, that means earlier rather than later.
1: Dropped from all materials yep. that were sent last week. And I, because I went to go, when I was writing my story, I went to type summer 2025 and I was like, wait, nope, nope.
0: Sometimes, yes, I think that we are, we're going to look for spring, um, at least soft openings uh, in the spring, because we can see testing for a lot of the rides we're about to talk about happening Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Let's go through the rundown. How to Train Your Dragon, Isle of Berk. You're going to enter this land like you will all the other lands through a semicircular portal that's going to be topped with uh, iconic imagery and have a quote over it. Uh, The quote for How to Train Your Dragon is, We, my friends, have dragons, and this will be a land where guests can take to the sky and soar with dragons as they explore the colorful Viking village at the heart of Berk, where you can take part in wild boat battles, feast like a Viking, and more. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, that, uh, that portal is topped with a hand holding a golden wand, With an inscription saying, for in dreams we enter a world that is entirely our own. And this one, in this one, guests will discover a different era of the wizarding world, entering into an all new land, blending the 1920s wizarding world of Paris from Warner Brothers' Fantastic Beasts yep. films, but then you will be transported through the Flu Network to the British Ministry of Bat- Magic from the Harry Potter series, so you'll jump through Very cool. time and space. The one I am most excited for, Dark Ooh. Universe. <laughs> it's alive! Ooh. It's alive! We are going to encounter the experiments of Dr. Victoria Frankenstein, who looks to be a modern descendant of the famous Dr. Victor Frankenstein, Uh, in the shadowy landscape where monsters roam in a world of myth and mystery. Uh, Super Nintendo World, the one we all knew was coming um, because that had been officially announced, is where we will experience a new way to play from challenging Bowser on the Mario Kart ride to venturing through Donkey Kong Country and more. Uh, And finally, Celestial Park, the central hub, the center of an ever-evolving universe uh, throughout centuries where people, artists, musicians, and explorers have visited for inspiration and connection. The gateway to all of this is the Kronos, uh, which is a giant, uh, we're not supposed to use the term steampunk, um, but uh, kind of Victorian science fiction looking... Device where all of the stars and planets come into alignment, uh, giving us access to all these different lands, and we have confirmation on the attractions that are going to be inside the celestial park. First up is Starfall Racers, the dual roller coaster hitting top speeds of sixty-two miles an hour with a maximum height of one hundred thirty-three feet. Uh, This looks like to be about 5,000 feet long. So uh, a very long coaster. um, And the
1: tracks are going to intertwine.
0: Yes. uh, There's a moment uh, where one car inverts over the other and then vice versa. They twist together like comets racing to the stars. Uh, And take a look at the back of the train. We hear there's going to be an out-of-time Easter egg there for fans of Back to the Future. Yes. The other two attractions confirmed for this area are the Constellation Carousel, uh, which has ride vehicles uh, themed around astrological animals, um, where they will spin around and uh, rotate in kind of a figure eight sort of think, um, sort of the way that Mater's uh, Junkyard Jamboree moves in a yep. interlocking figure eights, um, but uh, maybe with not quite as much whip around the corners. Uh, and finally, Astro- Astronomica is a giant uh water themed play area, a splash pad, and that is going to be near the Oculus, where is, uh, it's going to be a Bellagio style fountain show. That's
1: yes, and you later. read that correctly, there are no IPs with this, so we no, yes, full
0: fully original
1: with no IPs, I love, yes,
0: yes, um. We are, though, going to have plenty of food. Uh, There will be at least two full-service restaurants. Uh, The Atlantic, which is a surf and turf restaurant that looks like a giant aquarium. Um, It looks like you're eating inside an an aquarium. And the Blue Dragon Pan-Asian restaurant This is located right outside the gates of the Helios Grand Hotel. uh, And that's going to serve Chinese, Japanese, and Thai food with lots of neon. Um, we also heard about an oak and star uh, um, tavern uh, which will have barbecue pizza moon and a Moonship chocolate and sweet shop uh, you'll have shopping where you can pick up all your nintendo merchandise before you go into the nintendo land and most importantly they're putting the park back into theme park uh, with sweeping views, lots of water, lots of landscaping, and lots of greenery.
1: Yes, I, I love the, just what we've learned so far. Obviously, this was the bulk of the announcement last week was just what Celestial Park is, and I really like how you know it's not just green space to relax, and it's not just a hub. There's actually attractions there and mm-hmm. dining, so it's going to be definitely the heart of it all.
0: It reminds me a lot of what they did in Shanghai, uh, where they created a, a supersized hub. Um, and they added some attractions within it, um, you know, some spinning rides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great way of uh, having the hub and spoke, but having a reason for people to hang out in the hub and not yeah. just run off to one of the four lands.
1: Exactly. I mean, I consider it one of the lands, you know, yeah, because absolutely we were not so much there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, we've got some great concept art of the Emerald Gate, uh, which would be your gateway into the park um, before you walk through the Kronos device, as well as construction pictures of the 500-room Universe Helios Grand Hotel. Uh, It's just the first time that they are going to have a hotel that is actually integrated into the rear of the park. So you'll be able to step right out of the lobby and right into Celestial Park. Uh,
1: It looks so cool. I feel like I'm in Tokyo. (laughs) Right?
0: Exactly. It's, you know, we've only seen that in either uh, like Disneyland Paris with their um, Disneyland hotel or in Tokyo Disney Seas. Uh, So it's going to be amazing to have that experience here in Orlando Uh, as well as, uh, if you that's a uh, hotel is a little too expensive for you. Uh, the Stella Nova and Terra Luna resorts are going up very rapidly, and those will be moderately priced hotels, just um, a very short uh, ride away from the new park. Uh, so this okay. is all. Uh, if you are excited to get a in-person preview of this, keep an eye on city walk where the legacy store has been closed and shuttered its doors uh and we have on pretty good authority though not officially confirmed that this is going to become a legacy store Uh, i'm sorry the legacy store is going to become a preview center for epic universe in the near future
1: very cool i'm just so hyped because it's been over 20 years since we've had a uh, Yes
0: since uh you know, we had the one-two punch of Animal Kingdom opening up in ninety-eight and Iowa opening up in ninety-nine, and it's been a quarter century since Orlando has gotten a fully fledged new th- theme park. Um, so it is very exciting. Uh, and you know, before that happens, we've got DreamWorks Land coming to uh, the park, we've got Penguin Trek coming to SeaWorld along with their on-site hotels. Uh, Disney's got Tiana's and whatever else is happening beyond big Thunder mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot to come and a very exciting couple of years coming to uh, the Orlando theme parks. And I'm excited to be here covering it with you. Yes, uh, me
1: too. And I'm excited how they are going to roll out. Apparently the lands they're going to do kind of an announcement at each yeah. one, which I think is a great way to do it. So we're not over stimulated with information. So I'm just waiting for Dark Universe details, so yes. that is the next one that they reveal. Uh,
0: I'm, you know, what my guess is, uh, maybe bad. Super Nintendo might yeah. be the next, um, but uh, I, you know, I, I think that they are going to tease this out uh, over the next, you know, six months or or more, um, and uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the hype will really uh, start hitting this this summer because people you know they're looking this summer to book their trips for next year and uh i think as soon as you know i think they'll probably as you say uh release details on one of the four lands uh every couple months uh doing a big info drop and then culminate it all with and tickets are now on sale but book your vacation package now
1: Absolutely. Um, And they do, you know, they're big on that vacation package. We get mm -hmm. deals every other month. So I'm excited for the information we're going to get on that. And they've just done a really, a really good job marketing, you know, that package that went out last week. I mean, it was everywhere.
0: Uh, right now, they are still giving annual pass holders an extra three months if you uh, re- renew now. And uh, I know there are a lot of questions going around about how annual yeah. pass holders will be accommodated. Uh, what I can tell you is that if you're buying an annual pass right now, you're buying it for the existing parks. Do not expect to get a new park thrown in for free. Uh, okay. I- but <laughs>
1: there may be a pass holder preview, which previews Brandon or in the old pass. That's what I know, But um, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll see preview opportunities, maybe paid preview opportunities. Um, I know that if they gave me the opportunity to pay for a preview, I would jump on it. Um, for sure. Uh, so if you want to get hyped for this new park and you want to be able to act like, uh, when each of these land announcements is made that you already know everything that they're saying, uh, please head on over to our website and check out this long list of past articles that we have posted uh we've got tons of videos tons of photos like i said from our friend bio reconstruct and uh you can pretend to be an expert about all this like we do (laughs) all right uh Well, that is going to just about bring us to the end of this week's show. Uh, Before we go, let's take a look back uh, at any comments that we had here. Um, And, oh, we had quite a few, so we are going to jump in. Um, Nathan Retta checking in just to say that he thinks we're cool. We think you're cool, too. Uh, And Tolga checking in again thank you very much um, Cindy Bingham we are sorry that you were not feeling no. well uh, but I uh, hope we get to see you in person yeah. sometime soon uh, Michael uh, giving a thumbs up for that tribute store it is really cool
1: that last room so good Ugh,
0: so well done the, so the, the black light and the uh, animatronic skeleton with the moving, moving mouth and everything yeah and I this-
1: will say I was on a cruise when everything came out, when the tribute store opened and all the locals were covering it. So I, it was my first time going into a tribute store without looking at everything. Oh, I'm so happy I did. Like, Mm. it was just so cool to see without really knowing much about it or looking at pictures and videos before it was, I'm so glad I did it because it's one of the coolest ones to do that with.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Disney cast and crew member Monique checking in. Say, how is it going? Uh, Doing well. Happy Monday. Uh, Was wondering, are annual pass holders always going to have discounts or only some of them? I assume you're talking about uh, Universal. Um, Annual pass holder discounts vary depending on which... Level of pass you have. Uh, seasonal pass, power passes get very few discounts. Uh, if you've got a premier pass like me, uh, you get some great discounts like. Uh, Right now, you get uh, 15% off on food and non-alcoholic beverages at the Mardi Gras uh, tents if you've got the Premier Pass. I think it's 10% if you've got the Preferred. And uh, you can combine that with the uh, discount you get. Uh, You can buy a $150 gift card for $120. So if you combine those two discounts stack on top of each other, it really adds up.
1: It's great, yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Michael had a really fun night at Universal Orlando. Uh, He was there since (laughs) 9am. Glad you made it home safely after all of that. Savannah, Kristen Heffern saying, hey, y'all, we miss you too. Um, And uh, Monique is excited about Pixar Fest as well. And wow, thank you so much, Monique, for giving us a super chat donation of five dollars we really really appreciate that thank you so much um and finally i'm gonna let michael have the last word he is super pumped for epic universe and so are we uh before we go we want to thank our sponsor mei and mouse fan travel and we want to ask you to please go and give us a rating and a review on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever else that you happen to listen to us It really helps us get the word out. Uh, Finally, be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for us on Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media platform. Carly, where can everyone find you on the socials?
1: Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on X at Carly Caramana.
0: And you can find me on socials at Eskoberski at the unofficial guides and you can find my books at the unofficial guides.com um and finally until next week we hope you folks stay safe try something new but most importantly have fun and we will see you again next time bye Thanks.